0: Hello, this is Don Rakowski with Protection Plus Tactics and welcome to the Protection Plus Tactics podcast. I'm Don Rakowski, a former Marine, 10 years in the Marine Corps, decorated combat veteran and I've got a lot of opinions, so I'd like to share some of those opinions with you. Here at Protection Plus Tactics, we focus mainly on protection, you know, protecting yourself. So, as we go forward here today, we're going to be talking about self-defense concepts understandings of self-defense. Some of the things that I like to talk about and share with my students is number one when it comes to defending yourself you want to develop the right mindset. The right mindset that allows you to do the things necessary to fight for your life or fight for the well-being of people you love. Things like that when things are not going well when you may find yourself in a situation. So we're going to discuss some of the things that you can do to help you out when you feel that you might be getting into a situation or to, you know, all of a sudden a situation arises. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at a few concepts that we talk about whenever we're talking about confrontation, how do we engage in the confrontation, things like that. So, one of the things, like I said earlier, is we're going to talk about mindset. Mindset's very important because you have to have the right mindset in order to fight. So, Achieving the right mindset comes through training, practice, understanding who you are, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, and then understanding the situation you're in. So as we talk about that, one of the things that we're going to discuss is raising our level of awareness. Raising our level of awareness so that we begin to notice things before they you know, turn into a bad situation. We begin to notice things before bad things happen, or as bad things begin to happen, we can then stop it, diffuse the situation, find a, an alternate uh, escape, find a way out, find a way to deal with the situation. So when we talk about the level raising your level of awareness is to help you identify certain things so I talk to my students a lot about raising your level of awareness you should be able to get a good idea of who's around you at all times you should know the people around you if you don't know you should have an idea by looking at them and say well I don't know this person let me take a look real quick let me see what I can learn because as you observe people, and observation I think is one of the key things when we talk about protecting yourself, you have to have a high level of observation as well. So observing a lot of things will help you out. So I tell my students that you should be able to begin, if somebody gets within 24 feet of you and you're not sure who that person is, you should start kind of, you know, examining them a little bit. You know, take a, examine them and take a look at some of the things that might stick out to you. You can check and see if maybe they have a, a limp. Also, look at their physical attributes. Do they look physically fit? The things that you can tell by looking at them. So, as we begin to observe somebody at about 24 feet, we can get a real good idea of height, weight, physical attributes. Do they work out? Are they healthy? Are they fit? Those type of things can help you make a decision on what you're dealing with, who you're dealing with so as we begin to observe we can also see at a distance uh, certain things are they carrying anything do they have anything in their hands is there something that could you know cause a potential threat those are the types of things that you want to observe and then as they begin to get closer they get within 12 feet you can pick up more details about them you can start to see if they're wearing a watch which hands it on that might tell you whether they're right or left-handed where they carry their wallet things like that also, you might begin to observe physical limitations. They may have a limp. There may be something to that nature, which you can take advantage of if you do have to get into a physical altercation. Also, at about this distance, you can begin to closely examine a tire, things like that, see if there's potential for weapon, uh, if they may be you know, hiding a weapon, things like that. So at, tw- at 12 feet, we can begin to identify a few more things. As that distance gets closer, six feet, now we've got a real good opportunity and we can start to pick up things like maybe a scar, broken nose, jaw shifted, things that show that this person has been in other physical altercations. Uh, You can begin to see scars above the eyes, things like that. You can look for identifying marks. These kind of things can uh, help you out in making a determination of is this a threat or not. You don't want to be super obvious when you do this. You want to use glances, don't try to lock eyes, things like that. Uh, but you definitely want to get a good look at you know, somebody that's coming into your area, into your area, into your zone. So as, you be, as they begin to get closer from 24 feet to 12 feet to 6 feet, now you can begin to see all kinds of different things and get a real good idea. And also you are gauging this uh, person as they get closer to you. So that when they're within 6 feet of you, that is striking distance. And I like to remind my students that uh, criminals are like predators. They try to get as close to you as they can before they strike. A person's not going to stand 30 feet away from you and start screaming, I have a knife. You probably will not see that knife coming. They will wait till they're close enough to strike and then strike. So it's up to you, up to us, to be able to raise our level of awareness so we can begin to pick up on things before they happen. If we have our nose buried in the phone and we're not paying attention to the things around us, we become a very easy target. And one of the things that Criminals like to do is target weak, Some, somebody that they think will be an easy opponent, easy victim. They really would rather have an easy victim than a hard victim. So they're looking around trying to figure out who's going to be the easy victim. If you've got your head buried in the phone, things like that, then that begins to let you know that you could be an easy target they can get up to you without gaining your attention because your attention is on your phone and in that case they can strike. So I always tell people when you're in a crowded situation or people are entering in and out, keep your head up, keep your eyes up, always understand who's around you, look for allies, people you may know as well as people you don't know. Those are important things to observe as we go through this. So as we're beginning to observe, now we've got something up close, you know, within six feet of us, somebody or a threat, potential threat. So we can begin to analyze a little bit more. And if now there is a threat developing, a situation, because as you get closer, you can begin to observe emotions. You can see if there's anger on their face. You can see if their fists are clenched, if there's approaching you in a fighting stance, you can begin to observe these things and they will help you uh, react, help you g- get into a good situation to defend yourself. So I always tell people observation is key when you're in these environments. Also as you're observing things you want to be able to observe, is there a potential thing that I can use here as a weapon if I don't have a weapon on me, is there a pen nearby, is there a chair, something that I can, you know, keep distance with, things like that. So as we begin to observe we also want to observe the, the other things that can be our allies such as potential weapons things that can be weaponized or potential allies people that we know people that can help us look for somebody that you might know somebody that can you know you can look to and say hey i need help so as we begin to observe we want to observe more than just the potential threat we want to observe for potential cover, potential weapons, as I said, potential allies. These are the things that observation are going to help us identify. Not only will we be able to identify the physical level of the person that's getting close to us, their stance, mannerisms, if they're angry, all those types of things that can affect you or have an effect when they're coming at you saying, why did you do this? What are you doing? You know, And that can be the situation. So. The quicker we can get a read on that the quicker we can begin to diffuse the situation or handle the situation in some cases if it's a physical thing you, you uh, not necessarily a physical thing but an, a, a verbal and the person is making verbal statements to you you know figuring out if what the person is saying how you can you know alleviate that frustration they have maybe an apology is all you need and that will take care of the whole situation you can just you know, emphatically say, look, I'm very sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. That may be enough to diffuse the situation. However, it may escalate from there and you'll have to react to that as well. So I tell people all the time, observe, 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 always be observing. And with the right mindset and a little bit of training, you can begin to uh, figure out the things that you need to look for. And I'm giving you some things to look for. This takes practice. These are things you can't just go, okay, I got it. You actually have to go out and practice this type of behavior where you are potentially identifying threats as they approach. We, neg- we negotiate threats all day long, all day long. If we approach a stairwell going down and we've got books in our arms, we will shift those books over and reach for the handrail to guide us down the stairs. That's a potential threat, that's a potential hazard. You could trip, go down those stairs, break your neck, potentially die, uh, possibly break an arm, leg, hip, break your neck, something like that. So we're ne- we're negotiating threats all the time. We just don't sometimes recognize them. So as we begin to do these exercises, we begin to recognize the threat, and then we begin to negotiate with it. And what I mean by negotiate is similar to navigate. We can figure out how to what course we need to take through this situation. So as we look at that, now we can sit back and have a little bit of an understanding of saying okay well I've got this potential threat in my area I've got these things around me that I can use as potential deterrence or possibly escape that's always the best thing in my opinion if you can get out of there without getting into an altercation if you can escape that is always the best thing to do it is never a bad thing to get out of there I always tell my my students that you know the idea is we don't want to give up But what, you know, if somebody wants my wallet, I'm going to give them my wallet and hopefully they leave or I can use that opportunity when giving them my wallet as an uh, opportunity to get away from them. I tell all my students time and space are luxuries when you're fighting for your life. The closer something is, the quicker things react. We need to build space sometimes to go to work. So I always tell my students time and space are luxuries. If you have them, use them because they, Uh, can aid you in creating the distance you need to get away from the threat. So always think about that time and distance being uh, luxuries in a situation where you're defending yourself. The more distance you have and the more time you have uh, to to get away, that is something that should be utilized. If you can get away, get away immediately. Don't try to wait around and see what's going on or what this has anything to do with you. If you feel like you're in a bad situation and your antennas are telling you hey, I think something bad's going to happen, then maybe it, it's a good idea to circumvent that. Maybe go for the other direction or take the long route, or maybe go find an ally real quick. Get on the phone, start to get somebody's attention that might be able to help you, or at least direct it to help to where you're located. These are things you have to think about. It's hard to think about these things on the fly when things are happening around you. So I always tell my students, have a little bit of an idea, go through these checkpoints in your mind several times a day as you observe and negotiate and navigate certain things. Try and get these ideas into working where they work for you. I've got this resource set up, I've got my concealed carry, I've got a certain phone number I can speed dial to get help, things like that. Also recognizing exits around you, potential cover, and like I said, things that you can weaponize. These are the type of observations and information you want to store away in those quick moments uh, you won't have much time to react in most situations, so when you begin to plot that those things out before it's needed, it makes it much easier for you to go ahead and get your hands on something, or get some help, or get out of that situation if something does arise. So I'm always telling my students, when you're observing, look for these different things. Look, Like I said, look for the physical stature of the person you're observing. Try and figure out as much as you can. Try and figure out, like I said, look at their face, see if they've got an angry look, if they're directing that look at you, if for some reason there may be uh, some sort of slight or something that happened that you can easily apologize for and get on with your day and avoid an altercation altogether. That's the best course, in my opinion. Also, like I said, retreat, get out. That, you know, if somebody wants your purse, if somebody wants your wallet, it's not the time to fight you over something like that. Give it to them and let them go. You still have your life, everything in there is replaceable. Money is not that big of a deal when it comes to somebody's life. And also all the credit cards and things, you can make a phone call instantly as soon as the altercation is over and freeze all your credit cards. So That's not something I get too hung up on. I tell my students, if that's what they want, give it to them. It's the easiest way to get out of the situation. And as we move forward and talk about a few more things uh, you know that you can do to help you potentially protect yourself. As I said, if you find yourself in a situation, start beginning to look for allies, look for people that might be able to help you. Those are going to be uh, assets in that time frame when things are going wrong that you know may make the difference in whether or not you are uh, able to survive that situation or come out unscathed. So in those type of situations, always be observing. Don't just observe the things I talked about with the bad guys. Also observe things that can potentially help you out in those situations. As we begin to do this more and more, practice these things, we begin to observe more and more. And more things come to us. We, we, we begin looking at things when we walk into a room. You always hear about how veterans, they talk about veterans uh, sitting with their wall to the back when they sit in a restaurant or a place like that. That is a learned behavior. That, that is something that you you learn to do, and you begin doing it for the sense of security. So it is something that if you don't haven't developed that mindset, you will want to begin to practice to develop because these types of tools, these types of things do not come easy uh, without practice. And I'm always telling my students, we've got to practice all the time. So when, we, when we're observing, like I said, we can observe a lot of different things. Does this person have others with them? That's another thing. You always want to look and see if there's another uh, person involved. And the main thing, the main thing when ob- observing as somebody is getting closer to you, watch the hands, hands hold weapons. Make sure you can see their hands. If they're making an effort to hide their hands, there's a good possibility that they are hiding a weapon. This is how we identify that. So always look for hands. If somebody starts making gestures, screaming, whatever, get your eyes on their hands. That is what will strike. That is what will hold a potential weapon. That is what will inflict the most damage. So always keep your eyes on their hands. Know where their hands are. Know what's in their hands. And, you know, adjust appropriately based on the distances and everything else. Another thing that you also will want to look for is, you know, can I potentially outrun this person? Do they look physically fit enough? Do I think I can get away? If you think you can get away, get away. And like I said, is there any help nearby? Is there a store I can duck into? Is there somebody that's observing what's happening right now that maybe I can run towards? Is there somebody that can be a potential help in this situation? Try and identify those people as soon as possible when you feel uncomfortable or feel that you're going to be the target, that a, threat, a potential threat is coming at you. These are the types of things that you want to uh, begin to observe. Also, is the person under the influence of drugs, alcohol, things like that? It will make it harder to negotiate, which means you might not want to begin negotiating at that point because their frame of mind has been altered by drugs or alcohol. These are the type of things that we want to observe as well. It helps us make a decision on our next move. And like I said earlier, do not be afraid to run. Running does not mean you are a coward. Respect for life is important. There are people that depend on you. I tell my students this all the time. They're the most important things to you. Make sure you get home to them because they count on you. You count on them. You want to be there for them and they want you there. So make sure that that is in the front of your mind. What is important to me? Who is important to me? Because that's what I need to get back to this stuff with somebody wanting my car wallet holding a gun in my face whatever give them what they want if you're not in a position to fight give them what they want and hopefully they will go away and you will be able to go home in most cases they are specifically after something i always tell my women concealed carry permit holders don't carry the gun in your purse the purse will probably more than likely be the target You should always make the best effort possible to carry the gun on your body because if if the weapon is not on your body, you are not in control of it. If it's in your glove box, you're not in control of it. If it's in your purse or backpack, you're not in control of it. It's very important that we are in control of any firearm or weapon that we have on our body. We do not let other people get their hands on that or take control of that in many cases you can give your purse away and if they still are if they have your your purse in their hand now and now they're turning their attention to you you at least have an opportunity now to get that gun out if it's in your purse you have no opportunity and in a lot of cases with purse snatching and backpack taking it's usually a punch in the back of the head and you'll hit the ground the next thing you know you're looking up and your purse is gone the guy's a half a block away or your backpack or maybe there are a couple people kicking on you as they run and scatter in most cases that is the target they're not really interested in you they're interested in what you have so uh, that's another reason why i don't advise people putting guns in purses or backpacks because if the pack backpack or the purse does get stolen now you've given a a purse snatcher a gun and potentially turn them into an armed robber. So with these things in mind, I always tell people, keep the gun on you, on your body. If it's not on you, then it is not in your control. If it's in your purse, it's waiting for somebody else to take control of it because you're not in control of it. So these are some tips. This is some advice that I like to give out when we talk about you know, developing the self-defense concepts, the mindset required to fight. So as we begin to do this, these are some exercises that will help you develop that muscle, develop that ability to identify certain things before They become a threat so that you have a higher likelihood of negotiating or navigating that threat. The more information you have, the more you have to work with, the greater the opportunity you have to succeed. Never be afraid to run. That is success. That is the goal. The goal is to live, not to conquer. I remind all my students of that. Your goal is to live, not to conquer. If you can get out of there, get out of there. That's what you want to do. Those are the types of things you want to keep into your mind, uh, in the forefront of your mind at all times. It's very difficult. There's a lot of things that are going on. A lot of times we want to reason with, why is this happening to me? Why is, is this person doing this to me? At that point, the why really isn't the question anymore. If it's gone into a physical altercation, then why goes out the window? There's no reason, there's no answer that's good enough. All you have to do now is navigate the threat, overcome the threat, get out of there, get away from it. That's what the job is at that point. The reason why, why are you robbing me? Why are you doing this? Why are you trying to hurt me? The answers we wouldn't even understand anyway. So I always explain to people the reason why is not the, is so important. What's important is getting out of there, surviving. So make that in the forefront of your mind. I need to survive and I'm going to survive. Always keep your head up when you're out because they're looking for weak uh, weaknesses and weak people. So keep your head up, look up strong. I'm not saying lock eyes with people you know but don't avoid just keep your head up there let let the world know that you are a confident person walking down the street or to your car or something like that they won't want anything to do with somebody displaying the right level of confidence that becomes more of more work they want an easy victim they want people that are look timid that look afraid that look like they don't know how to fight that's the person they're looking for so if your head is upright with confidence that means you know something you're confident and that will send a message that hopefully they will let you go and just keep looking for the weaker fish or the weaker uh, person in the herd to take down you don't want to be that weak person so like i said these things take a little bit of time to work into a routine that begins to serve you. It's not something that just comes naturally. You have to develop that and in developing it, I think uh, these are some tips that are going to help you develop that a lot quicker. So I hope this information has been helpful for you today. I hope that you learned a few things that might help you navigate potential threats in the future. I hope that this information serves you well. Once again, this is Don Ratkowski with Protection Plus Tactics. And we will be right back here again tomorrow. Looking forward to talking to you guys again. Have a great day. Bye now.